This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of St. Peter and Paul, the 29th of June. Earlier this month I attended the ordination of one of our seminarians in the Basilica of St. Paul in Rome. The ceremony took place before the altar under which lies the tomb of St. Paul. Excavations and forensic studies have shown that this is almost certainly his authentic remains. As with St. Peter's tomb in the Vatican, over which is constructed the altar, where the Pope alone celebrates Mass, St. Paul stands here in this church, holding the sword of the symbol of his martyrdom and of the Word of God, and how that word, as he says, cuts more finely than any double-edged sword. St. Peter, on the other side of the church, wielding the keys which he was given by Jesus Christ to open the gates of heaven, to bind and loose in the name of Christ. Like St Peter, Paul arrived in Rome in the year 60 AD after his dramatic conversion on the road to Damascus, the conversion from a life of persecuting Christians to being their greatest missionary. Both Peter and Paul had their names changed to signify their new status, and their new calling. Peter from Simon to Kephas, rock in Hebrew, and Paul from Saul of Tarsus to Paul. And there's no character quite comparable to St Paul in the history of the church. One of the ways we could try to get into the skin of this man is by reading and rereading his letters in the New Testament. We hear them virtually every week at Mass. But to read them for ourselves helps us to understand the inner dynamism of a man who was not only a missionary, but was so zealous that he brought the gospel to every part of the known world at that time. St. Patrick told the pagans that he converted to Christianity, as you become children of Christ, so you must become Romans. And in a similar vein, St. Hippolytus in the second century said, we are all bound by God to profess the faith which is guarded by the chair of Peter. And the Second Vatican Council in our own time teaches all the teaching about the institution, the perpetuity, the force, and the reason for the sacred primacy of the Roman pontiff and of his infallible teaching authority, this sacred council again proposes to be firmly believed by all the faithful. You may know that in ancient Rome, the chief priest of the city was the person in charge of maintaining the bridges over the river Tiber and this led him to be given the title Pontifex Maximus or Supreme Bridge Builder or Supreme Pontiff which all recognises one of the titles of the Pope today. He is the one who builds the bridges of faith between Christians and the one who is the bridge between us and our Saviour. For this reason we give the Pope the devotion of obedience and loyalty, since by following his lead, we will never be led astray and always remain within the fold of the true faith. Like all of the saints, their lives and their writings and teachings are best observed and venerated by imitating them. They are modern models for us. They pay personally for their faith and devotion to Jesus. Ultimately, they did this by their lives and the blood spilled upon the soil of Rome, which is the basis of our profession of faith. 
The feast of these two apostles on this day each year makes us proud to be Catholic, Roman and Apostolic. It is the confidence given us by Jesus himself that the church he founded would never be overcome. The truth of this is still communicated to us in bishops appointed by Peter and in communion with him in the Catholic Church. And it's a truth expressed in those famous words of St. Cyprian, where Peter is, there is the church, and where the church is, there is eternal life. At every ordination, every bishop, priest and deacon who is ordained in the Catholic Church receives an imposition of hands, a gesture that goes back to the apostles themselves, to Peter and Paul and the Twelve, as they consecrated their successors in that unbroken line right down to our own day. It symbolises the conferring of that apostolic authority and power, a sign of our unity with Peter and the Church of the Apostles. On this feast we invoke Our Lady as Mother of the Church and Queen of Apostles. May she preserve us in loyalty and fidelity to Peter and in the unity of faith for which the Apostles Peter and Paul gave their lives. Let us pray. O God, who on this solemnity of St Peter and Paul give us the noble and holy joy of the day, grant, we pray, that your Church may in all things follow the teaching of those through whom she received the beginnings of right religion. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.